0: Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It's time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. Once again, we welcome you to gather with us around the Word of God. Can't wait till we are back in the building that we've been meeting in for almost two years so that we can have our regular, (laughs) full-blown, hallelujah, worship service where we worship our God and our Sovereign in spirit and in truth praise God and then we get into the word of God uh, for time's sake we can't have a full-blown worship service today but we can get into the word of God right now in the midst of the pandemic we can't uh, we can't take that and and push it aside completely. We have to live within the reality of our world as it is today. I often talk about ostrich faith where uh, the ostrich, one of his defense mechanisms when he feels threatened if he's near a soft sand somewhere is to stick his head down in the sand. So he is, he is, it uh, obliterated all the, the peripheral. He can't see forward or sideways. He's not looking behind him, he can't see anything so nothing can get him. I don't believe in ostrich faith. I believe that looking at our human condition in light of the world condition and spiritual condition of the world and looking at the giants that are in the land and not denying those giants, not denying our weaknesses, not denying uh, the conditions that that threaten us but looking at At them squarely, honestly, and truthfully, and being able to say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We're going to talk about learning to lean on Jesus. This is an ongoing process. You will not learn it in one lesson from the Word of God. But if you will take the lessons from the Word of God and apply them to your life, you will progressively learn to lean more heavily upon Jesus. So today, the topic of our sermon, in the midst of our circumstances now and all circumstances that we may face, living in a fallen body, in a faulting world. We're learning, we're all learning to lean on Jesus. Hallelujah. There was a song years ago, and, and I want to, uh, I want to, uh, well, it, the song was learning to lean. It it really grabbed a hold of so many people. It became so popular in the Christian community. And one of the verses said, sad, brokenhearted, at an altar I knelt, I found peace so serene. And all that he asked is a childlike trust and a heart that is learning to lean. Well, I'm still learning to lean after all of these years as a Christian and all of these years as a minister of the gospel. I'm still learning to lean on Jesus. Praise God. I was at a uh, at, at invited to a uh, an actual uh, supper, dinner, as we would call it now. Hey, Amen. I'm old school. Dinner is still supper to me, and dinner is noon meal. But that's neither here nor there. Here's what I want to say to you today. I met a minister uh, in a denomination, a, a, a spiritual, very uh, word-oriented denomination. And he asked me how long I had been in ministry. And I told him, 46 years and counting. Uh, he, and, and, you know, I, I had joy and I had peace, obvious. I wasn't hanging my head. My shoulders were not slooped. Sloped. I, I, I didn't see myself as a victim uh, of persecution and, and betrayal. And uh, we could go into all the things that can happen in 46 years of dealing with people. Uh, you know, Someone said, living with the saints above, won't that be glory? but living with the saints below now that's a different story sometimes we can be abrasive to one another we can fail one another we can disappoint one another we can discourage one another Uh, there's all kinds of challenges Uh, and uh, you know (laughs) there have been times i'll be honest there have been times that i i wanted to kind of be like jeremiah he said i want to get a house the persecution was so strong on him so many people reject his message. He felt so dejected and discouraged. He said, I wish I had a house in the wilderness so far out in the wilderness that, you know, I'm going to use modern technology here and modern lingo. Uh, GPS couldn't even find it. Sometimes GPS even gets confused. Amen. But God's positioning systems never fail god not only can find you he always knows right where you are and the bible said he knows how to deliver the righteous praise god is this really all he's looking for is this really all we need to know uh, uh, that god is looking for Uh, a, a child like trust and a heart that is ever, ever, continually, progressively learning to lean. If it is, I fit the bill. And this minister wanted to know evidently why I, and I wasn't putting on a front for him. I, I wasn't fronting as the modern language would say. I do have victory. The joy in me is real. The peace in me is real. Sometimes it's interrupted and I have to go back. And I have to seek for it in order to find it. But I want to know, I want you to know what God already knows. I come to Him with a childlike trust and a heart. That is progressively always learning to lean. Praise God. I want to talk to you out of Philippians 4, 11 through 13. He was amazed. At, oh, something else he was amazed at. That not only had I survived the ministry, but so has our marriage. We, are, we have celebrated 57 years being happily married. Hallelujah. I'm still in love with the woman. And I dare say she's still in love with me. I wish she was standing here to strongly amen that. But anybody that knows us knows that we have, we are not just survivors. There's a difference in surviving something and coming through it as a victor instead of a victim. Praise God. I'm not telling you I haven't had some real down times, but I am telling you that I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Well, he asked me an obvious question: How? How did? How did you? How did you survive? <laughs> is the word he used all of that? And I told him I didn't survive it. I came through it. I am a victor and not a victim. And it's not just words. So he was looking for some deep I think either theological or spiritual answer. He said, "How how did you cope with all of that? Cuz I'm a minister and I know what it involves and I know the pressure that it has on your marriage, your relationship, not only with your wife and family but with God himself. It can it can do damage." And I simply answered truthfully from my heart, "I lean hard on Jesus. Now that may sound too simplistic, but I don't believe it is today. And I want to talk to you about three pillars of strength that is given to people with a childlike trust that are learning to lean on Jesus, Amen. Out of the Scripture, but first I want to read as a foundational text today, Philippians four eleven through thirteen. The Apostle Paul says, "Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned." See, he's learning, and oh, you're not going to learn this through this one one uh, sermon today, or even a teaching series. But you can learn the principles that when you face. Your own weaknesses and inadequacies to cope in life, you will find everything you need in Jesus and God's provision through Christ to you. Listen to this again. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to be to abound and to suffer need and verse 13 is the source of his contentment in all of these circumstances of life I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. I like what Matthew Henry comments on this particular verse of this text. He says, Christ, which strengthens me, denotes a present and continued act, not a one time event, but a continual. Day to day, moment to moment. I like that. You see, people, particularly in, in the Pentecostal movement, I'm Pentecostal <laughs> head to foot. I, I often say I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a hallelujah head to foot and all in between. And we got a precious young lady who is now driving and I see her come up through the Sunday school department when she was a little bitty girl toddling around. Uh, she called me hallelujah because she didn't know me as Pastor Venable all she knew it's that man up front that's always saying hallelujah well I want to be a hallelujah from head to foot I want to not let anything be so overwhelming in my life that I can't give God glory and give God praise and lean on him for everything I'm not and everything I need to cope with the things that overwhelm me. In fact, the other day, I was faced with this. Well, I say the other day, and you know, I'm I'm going on 74. Of course, it could have been when I was 54. But I'm telling you, I remember distinctly in my car, driving by myself, thinking about something I had to deal with that I couldn't shelve. I couldn't get around it. I felt totally inadequate to deal with that. And and I I felt overwhelmed by what I had to face and deal with. I don't like conflict. I don't like even if I win the argument, I feel terrible of having to get into the argument in the first place. I felt overwhelmed, <laughs> and, and I remember quoting verse thirteen right here, Philippians, with Paul, and I remember saying, in light of being supported. By what I know supports me. I can. I said it out loud. Amen. With deep conviction. And with courage and confidence. I can do all things. Through Christ which strengtheneth me. I didn't say that I in and of myself can do anything. I said through Christ I can do everything that is demanded of me, expected of me. Amen. Through Jesus Christ. That's the major difference. We're sufficient, not of ourselves, Paul said, but we are sufficient in his sufficiency. Glory be to God. The Amplified said, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything, and equal to anything, through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Praise God. Amen. I want to get to these three things that allowed me to say that with deep conviction, confidence, and courage. There are three pillars of support I call them in my life and scripturally validated and number one, the number one supporting pillar to allow you whether you feel overwhelmed or not listen, you're not the first person to feel overwhelmed and it's okay, you're in a position for this pillar to sustain you when you feel overwhelmed, in fact David of old in the Psalms said not if but when my heart is overwhelmed within me lead me to that rock that is higher than I (laughs) for you've been a shelter for me and a refuge from my enemies talking to God at first I was I, I thought he was looking for somebody to come along and point him to God but he was talking directly to God he was asking God to help Him. Hallelujah. Amen. To trust in. God. And I'm going to tell you, if you have a heart to have faith in God, God is going to help you to have faith in Himself. He will lead you to that rock, and that rock is Himself, and that rock is Christ. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9 with me today. It said, and He said unto me, this is God's answer for Paul being overwhelmed by the situation and the circumstance. And you can read context if you want to but this is what God said when Paul wondered why God didn't remove the 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 problem and the pressure he said my and he said unto me verse 9 my grace is sufficient for thee and my strength is made perfect in weakness And Paul said, well, that changes everything. Listen to what he said. Most gladly. See, he was complaining, feeling overwhelmed, but he said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Glory to God. You see, nobody's going to know it's Jesus if they see how strong you are. But if they see how weak you are and you still prevail, they're going to know your God is with you and your God is for you. And greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. It begins with the sufficiency of God's grace. Someone commented, I like this. He said, my grace Those words involve omnipotence, omniscience, the possession of all divine resources, the perfect knowledge of all human needs, and the perpetual presence of Christ. Everywhere with His people, His grace is exhaustless, absolutely adequate, infallibly unfailing (laughs) glory to God if I read that again I'm going to shout (laughs) hallelujah you'll have to pardon me (laughs) amen you uh, you you probably don't know the story but (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I'm not going to go there. Time won't let me go there. But let me just say this to who have heard the story. Mr. Hold My Mule, I feel a shout coming on right now. Amen. Uh, (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, I better explain myself. I'm going to take the time. If we have to have a two-parter, I want to take the time. Man come up to a man that part of his cornfield was that he was plowing. It looked like somebody bulldozed a little bitty portion of it. And, and he said, what, what in the world happened here? He said, well, I was out plowing with my mule and I began to think about how good God is and how, how wonderful he's been to me, how gracious, how kind. I started thinking about how he sent his only son, sir. I started thinking about what Jesus did for me, how he stayed on that cross, hung on that cross, paid my sin debt in full when He could have come off of that cross, but He loved me enough to lay down His life, and I couldn't contain my joy any longer. I had, I had to just shout, and I have, I'm not ashamed to admit, I tore down this little part of my (laughs) running in circles and shouting Hallelujah. In fact, I feel shout coming on just thinking about it. Sir, would you just hold my mule? for a few minutes. Praise God. Listen, Brother Venable, you should be talking more seriously in this time of great challenge that we are in. I'm as serious as I can be today about it. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength today. And we need to find that joy and tap into that joy and get a hold of that peace that passes understanding and let the world know we're not like others who have no hope. Praise God, but we are we are an advertisement for a different kingdom with a different king. Praise God, and in the midst of this pandemic, when we are sad and broken-hearted, some of us, some people have lost loved ones, some people are sick with covid, some people are stymied and with fear. Ah, uh, oh friend, with all the uncertainties that are before us, sad broken-hearted. At an altar I knelt, I found peace so serene. And all that he asked is a childlike trust and a heart that is learning to lean. Praise God. You see, the promise of his presence and power gave Paul courage and confidence no matter what he did faced. You see, grace not only allows us to go behind the veil and come into the very presence of God, it allows God to come from behind the veil and come to us right where we are. So Paul declared that it was his acknowledgement of his weakness in and of himself that qualified him for Christ's power to show up in him. And he said, I will glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Acknowledging our weakness and looking to Jesus will qualify us for God's strength because of the sufficiency of His grace. Second Corinthians 12.10 He said, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I made strong. Oh, friend, I've learned more about grace by acknowledging by encountering and acknowledging my own weakness than I've ever learned from just reading all the definitions of grace in the Scripture. We not only have sufficient grace, we have supporting love. Romans eight thirty-five 35-39 Listen, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword... shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Friend of mine, do you know why we have God's help today? It's because we have His heart. Hallelujah. He doesn't just keep his promises to prove his integrity, but primarily because he loves you and he loves me. Romans 8.32, I call it the logic of the cross. Listen to it. See if it isn't spiritually logical to you, theologically true to you, but personally, God wants you to enjoy it. Listen. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I want to say this in light of that. It was love. Not nails, not the authority of a of a Roman uh, government uh, and governor, it wasn't the centurions armed at the foot of the cross, so no one could pull him off. It was love that held him on that cross. love for you and love for me first John four nine and ten said in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Glory be to God. Propitiation means someone is angry. And someone has done something. To, that that angry anger is turned from us. We were all under the wrath of God. But at the cross. That great gap that sin had created. Was bridged by Christ's own suffering. Body there. Pain. The sin debt in full for you, in full for me. Sometimes when heaven seems distant, heaven seems closed, I can't sense or feel God. I ponder and focus on the love of God that was displayed so powerfully and personally by Christ on the cross. And I say, Lord, I don't understand this. I don't get all of this, but one thing I do understand, there is a love like no love, and no one has ever known, and it's the love that you've loved me with, and nothing will separate me from that. Amen, and the third supporting pillar other than the sufficiency of grace and the and the absolute blessing of the love the support we have of the love of God is sustaining strength hebrews eleven thirty two and thirty four through thirty four and what more shall I say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and of Samuel and of the prophets listen to verse thirty three who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness obtained promises hallelujah stopped the mouth of lions you know the bible says satan is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith he'll have to seek whom he may devour because there are people kingdom people covenant people children of god hallelujah that he cannot devour if you don't give place to him dear friend he's not going to be able to bust through god's hedge and take something from you that god has granted to you praise god stopped the mouth of lions listen to verse 34 quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness, were made strong. Waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's some people listening to me say, Brother, well, I, I, I don't have the courage and confidence that you have. Listen, learn to lean. Learn to lean. Find more power than you ever dreamed. By learning to lean on Jesus. And all he asks is a childlike trust. And a heart that is able to be taught like Paul does. When I'm weak, he learned, didn't he? He learned to be content. He learned to not let so many things get to him overwhelm him. He learned to lean on Jesus. You see, our strength from God comes precisely at the point of our weakness. When we totally rely upon the Lord. Paul prayed for the saints for an impartation of God's power within. Listen to it. This is where he initially deposits his grace. This is where we really begin to conceive of his love and get a comprehension and an apprehension of it. And this is where power is deposited by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians three fourteen through 16 for this cause, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit, where? In the inner man. You may feel emotionally overwhelmed, but in your spirit, God is granted not only power, dear friend. A person has come to live within you and abide with you. The Holy Spirit said, in lo- said He is with you always. Christ keeps the promise. Lo, I'm with you always by giving you the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Day by day, moment a moment in the inward man in the old covenant it says this the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity but a wounded spirit who can bear hallelujah he grants the grace we begin to comprehend the love not in our mind this is something that's incomprehensible if God loved me, why this? If God loved me, why would He allow that? That's all the reasonings of the mind. But in your spirit, there's no doubt of His love. So, in spite of, of the reasonings and musings of your mind, you declare, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Listen to Second Corinthians 4.16. For this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish... Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Hallelujah. This is a day to learn to lean on Jesus. And the lesson begins when you come to an end of yourself. And then God will say to you, My strength can be perfected right now. This is the first step, the foundational step, in learning to lean on jesus is being overwhelmed in and of yourself a child like trust and a heart that is learning to lean finding more power than i ever dreamed i'm learning to lean on jesus are you feeling overwhelmed today david said not when not if don't be embarrassed to admit, as a Christian, I'm overwhelmed. I, I'm, I'm completely at wit's end. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I'm perplexed. You know, the Apostle Paul said it. He said, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. And the earthen vessel will never become anything more than the clay vessel that it is. But we have a treasure within, in Christ. We are persecuted, but not destroyed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. Hallelujah. Oh, friend of mine, look to Jesus today. Look to Jesus today. And learn to lean on Him. And if you don't know Christ. As your personal Savior. You can't lean on Him. You can't look to Him. But you can come to Him today. Repent of your sins. Receive Christ as your Savior. And you can learn to lean. From that moment forward. And He will never fail you. And He will never forsake you. He said, I'll go with you. You're going to need to lean on me, but I'll always be there. So lean heavily on the Lord (laughs) and walk in the victory that only His grace, His love, and His strength can provide. In Jesus' name.